beautiful spirit of worship in the house of the Lord tonight. And I have to admit to you that I feel a little nostalgic, emotional every Mother's Day for many reasons. I, but uh, Mother's Day is my Holy Ghost birthday. I was telling the praise team this morning I received the Holy Ghost when I was seven years old on Mother's Day. And so I just want to give God praise tonight and thank Him for filling me with His Spirit. How many are glad you have the Holy Ghost tonight? How many know you couldn't make it without the Holy Ghost? Amen. So I, I feel good tonight. And uh, I do want to just take a moment as you're grabbing your Bibles and flipping to the Gospel of Luke first chapter, the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, and I do want to just take a moment and wish all of the mothers here happy Mother's Day, and I give all of you tremendous honor, and the family unit is a, is a God-ordained unit. Do you believe that? The family is vital to the church. So I am grateful and humbled and thankful, and I know that it's nothing that I did. It's not by my design, but I am privileged to have a godly mother who loves God, and her children truly do rise up and call her blessed. And if you haven't risen up and called a mother in your life blessed today, that'd be a good thing to do. Can the church say amen? And, uh, and also, I'd like to give honor to my wife and... and uh, Unfortunately, my wife is sick, my children are sick, and I just, I prayed this afternoon as I was preparing uh, myself in prayer to preach this message tonight because there are some messages that perhaps are, uh, are uh, come from a very deep place in the spirit, and tonight is not one of those filler messages. Tonight, the Lord has been dealing with me. And I said, it's just like the devil to bring sickness and distraction when God is dealing with the church so strongly. How many believe the Lord is working? How many can feel the moving of his spirit and the breath of his spirit? So I give my wife tremendous honor. And uh, I just want to say this. She's not here, and I would embarrass her. But I have seen ministries that were brought down because perhaps a man was anointed but his wife was not. But I want you to know that my wife is an anointed minister's wife with a prayer life, and I'm thankful every day. She's followed me, and I've picked up and moved, and we've left lucrative situations and nice homes and nice cars and nice things and sacrificed and sold everything. You know, and it's one thing for a man to do that, but my wife has never complained one time, and I am so grateful that God put her in my life. Praise the Lord. Thank you for bearing with me as I gave honor. Luke chapter 1, are you still with me? We're going to preach for just a little while, and I'm going to do my very best to preach this in a, in a slow fashion. Luke 1 and 57. Luke 1 and 57. If you have that, say praise the Lord. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered. And she brought forth a son. 
And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her. And they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they called him, notice, Zacharias, after the name of his father. And his mother, someone answered and said his mother and said, not so. Someone said his mother. She said, not so, but he shall be called John, which means Messiah's gift. And they said unto her, there is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. They wanted to name the miracle. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. They tried to bypass the mother. And he asked for a writing table and wrote saying, His name is John. And they marveled all. And his mouth was opened immediately and his tongue loosed. And he spake and praised God. Oh, hallelujah. I could preach on that for a little while. I wish someone would open up your mouth tonight and let your tongue be loosed and speak and praise God and watch the anointing fall. And fear came on all that dwelt round about them. And all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid up in their hearts saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Praise God. I'd like to preach for just a few moments tonight. And I struggle in my spirit over a title. I almost didn't even give a title, but... If there was one to put on the screen behind me, I'd like to title this sermon this. Don't misname that miracle. Don't misname that miracle. I feel the Lord talking to somebody tonight. This church is in revival. Let's call it for what it is. Let's look at it for what it is. Can we put our Bibles down all over this sanctuary? And let's lift up our hands and let's call on the Lord. Dear Lord Jesus... Thank you for manifesting your presence here tonight already, God. But, Lord, we're asking you to continue to speak through your word, which is alive and sharp and quick and powerful, God. And I pray that it would divide, that it would divide fear and faith, God, and that faith would rise up in this place. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you praise. Would you clap your hands to the Lord tonight and make some noise just before you're seated? Come on, somebody, throw back your head. Come on, Zacharias, lift up your voice. Come on, Zacharias, find your voice tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I hear the voice of the Spirit calling a Zacharias to open up your mouth and give him praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. The, the birth of John the Baptist was an extraordinary event. There was nothing ordinary about John's birth, his life, or his death. But like his cousin Jesus, John was born into an average, ordinary family and an average, ordinary community in his day. Zacharias, John's father, and his wife, Elizabeth, had one terrible grief in their lives, and 
In the King James vernacular, they were well stricken in years and they were beyond the hope of ever having a child and no doubt they had spent many hours praying for a son and no doubt Zacharias had dreamed of having a son who would bear his name and carry on the name of the family but each passing year that dream faded into the distance until one day, one ordinary day in an ordinary temple while performing an ordinary everyday average activity. There Zacharias was when out of the blue, someone said out of the blue, an angel of the Lord appeared to Zacharias bearing extraordinary news. I want you to know today that God can break into the average and he can break into the ordinary and he can break into the mundane and he can do something extraordinary in the midst of our ordinary. I think it's worth mentioning that Zacharias was in the house of God when the angel called his name. I want to remind you tonight that in spite of what the world would tell you, you're in the right place. You are in the presence of the Lord. God is well pleased at the congregating of his people. I want you to know when two or three are gathered together in his name, he will be in the midst of them. So there... He was in the house of God. There's no substitute for the house of God. There's nothing like the house of God. Evidently, Gabriel appeared in full angelic splendor. He wasn't going incognito that day. He wasn't an angel unaware because there was no question in Zacharias' mind that this was indeed an angel of the Lord. And not just any angel of the Lord, but Gabriel sat in the very throne room of God and he came that day bearing a message straight from the Lord. Allow me to tell you what Gabriel said to Zacharias in Luke chapter 1 and 13. He said, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Oh, I feel that somebody is praying a prayer tonight and you're desperate for the throne of God to respond. And the angel said, thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness. I said thou shalt have joy and gladness. I said thou shalt have joy and gladness. And many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. And shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. Even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient, oh, I could preach on that for a little while, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. What was the angel saying? He was saying, Zacharias, revival is coming. Revival is on the way. The Messiah is coming. Your prayers have been heard. And not only is God about to answer your prayer, he's going to do it in spectacular fashion. Not only is God going to give you a son, your son is going to be great. Not o- Hey, listen to me, Jonesboro. Not only are we going to have revival, we are going 
spirit. He's about to pour out his spirit like you have never seen, like the generations of yesterday have never seen. God in this last day church is about to do something spectacular, something extraordinary. Hope you believe it. Clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't tell me response isn't important. I'm about to tell you what happened when Zacharias had the wrong response to the word of God. I want you to know your response is vital. Amen. You may be seated. I don't know about you, but if an angel of the Lord, if Gabriel came here right now and the trumpet sounded and the lights and the glory and an angelic being was here, I want you to know that I would be running the aisle. Yeah? Now, now we think that's what would happen, but in fact, I, I hear a lot of people say, if I just see more miracles, I could get excited about God. But you know, Jesus performed a whole lot of miracles, a whole, so many miracles that, that, one, uh, that John said it couldn't even, we couldn't even have record of it in the earth. But, but uh, there were many people like the rich young ruler who saw the miracles and It takes more than the miraculous. It takes more than the show. It takes a heart for God. And so here, Gabriel is announcing the answer. He is bringing the good news, the good tidings of an answered prayer. But you know the story here tonight. Zacharias responded in disbelief. And because, listen to me now, because of his disbelief, God took away his voice. Gabriel told Zacharias, the miracle is already in progress. I felt in prayer very distinctly this afternoon that God is speaking to this church. I'm preaching to the church tonight that the miracle is already in progress. Be very careful not to give voice to your disbelief or to give voice to your doubt or to give voice to your fear. I wish somebody right now would give voice to faith and give voice to belief and give voice to thanksgiving and give voice to praise and give voice to your worship push past doubt push past fear and say God we receive your word the angel said there's nothing that you can do to stop this I just feel in the spirit to let this church know that no man can stop what God has set in motion man is not going to be able to stand in the way of what God has ordained and what God has planned and what God is doing I want you to know ma'am your answer is already on the way the devil's trying to hinder it your enemies rise up against you but I want you to know the spirit of the Lord is saying your miracle is already in progress it's already coming the question is how will you conduct yourself until the miracle comes the answer is where will you be when the victory is here yes I'm in the Holy Ghost you're going to have a child you're going to have 
revival. But you're not just going to have any child. Many shall rejoice at his birth. And he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. He's going to be set apart and full of the Holy. How many want a, a revival that's full of the Holy Ghost and power? Many, 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 many shall be turned to the Lord. He's going to prepare the way for the Messiah. Zacharias, you're going to receive a greater miracle than you had ever hoped for in your wildest dreams. I wish someone would reach out and grab this right now. Somebody tonight is going to see something in your life greater than you ever dreamed possible. And when the miracle gets here, all you've got to do is name the miracle correctly. All you have to do is put God's name on it. Put God's stamp of approval on it. All you've got to do is open up your mouth in agreement with what the Spirit... Oh, I feel it so strong from the top of my head. I wish I could preach it the way God's given it to me. All you've got to do is put your faith on it. All you've got to do is join your faith with what God has already Set in motion. God's going to do it. The question is, are you going to be there when he does it? God's going to do it. The question is, are you going to get your miracle? God's already doing it. The question is, where will we be? You don't even have to do anything, Zacharias. You don't have to go dip in the muddy Jordan seven times. You don't have to, you don't have to get in the pool of Bethesda. You don't have to run around the walls of Jericho and shout with a voice of triumph. All you gotta do, all you've gotta do is just name the miracle correctly. And God will take care of the rest. But Zacharias was stuck. In the ordinary. He was stuck in the now. He was stuck in what he could see and feel. Even an angel wasn't enough to shake his faith. I want you to know there's just some people that even an angel from God will not stir the Holy Ghost. There he was. He refused to believe the extraordinary plan that God had for his life and not just for his life. How many know revival is not just for me? It's not just for you, but revival is for everybody. Revival is not a selfish thing. Revival is not a selfishly motivated thing, but revival is for the good of humanity because God is not willing that any should perish. There is a world in need. There is an addicted world, a hungry world, a hurting world, a lost world that desperately needs a church to be in revival he refused to even accept the prophecies that had been going forth since the dawn of time that a Messiah would come and save his people and like Sarah of old he got caught up in the excuses he got caught up in the limitations and the ordinary pressures and the ordinary routines but God was trying to show Zacharias that he was serving an extraordinary God who had an extraordinary plan but brother French you don't know I've been feeling like ordinary I, 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 you know, when I pray I, I don't feel the electricity like I used to feel I want you to know you need to stop going by what you feel and you need to start praising in faith you need to start praying in faith you need 
need to start believing in faith because it's not what you can see and touch and feel, but it's what God has ordained. Be careful. Listen to this preacher. I may not get you to shout with this, but if someone would get this, it would change a lot of things. Be careful not to put a voice to your doubt. I want to look quickly at the word ordinary. Someone said ordinary. I want to rebuke the spirit of ordinary tonight. Ordinary means by definition of no special quality or interest. Commonplace, unexceptional, plain or undistinguished, somewhat inferior or below average, even mediocre. There has always been a spirit of an enemy that wants to rise up against the church of the living God and tell us that we must settle for the ordinary. There has always been a spirit that wants to walk into our church services and tell God's people that we have to settle for the mundane, the commonplace, the inferior. Don't expect anything to be special, the enemy says. Don't expect your services to be anything other than average. Don't expect a miracle when the man of God lays his hands on you with anointing. Don't expect preaching to really change a heart. This service will be like every other service, the enemy says. People don't really change. They just pretend like they change. Miracles don't really happen. It's just emotionalism. Revival doesn't really break out. It's just a reshuffling of the deck. But I can hear Jesus telling his disciples, cast your nets out on the other side of the boat. Hey, don't accept defeat. Don't wait around for defeat to come. I wish somebody would cast your net on the other side of the boat. But Jesus, we've been fishing all night and we've caught nothing. Nobody around us is catching anything. It's a burnt over field. Nobody's having revival anymore. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Cast your net on the other side of the boat because the miracle is already in progress. Overcome the spirit of ordinary. Resist the temptation to settle for below average and mediocre. Listen to my voice and stop looking at your empty nets. Before we go home tonight, somebody is going to cast your net on the other side of the boat. I know, I know I'm preaching to somebody. You're tired and exhausted. I know we've been hearing about the coming of the Messiah. I know you've heard preaching on revival before. I know there have been times when false prophets tickled our ears and we were disappointed. But I've come to tell somebody revival is here. Don't misname the miracle. Call it for what it really is. Lay claim to it. Put a voice to your faith. Put legs to your faith. Woo! I got the victory. I got the victory. I got the victory. I've got the victory. I've got the victory. I've got the... Hey, I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Oh, come on, somebody. Put a voice to your 
behind your belief. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. I rebuke him right now. Devil, you're a liar. I wish somebody rebuke him. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. The enemy's been telling somebody too long. It's a burnover field. We don't see revival like we used to. That's just the preacher hyping you up. That's just the preacher. I want you to know it's not just the preacher. It's the voice of God. Just as sure as Gabriel stood before Zacharias, the spirit of the Lord has ordained this church. It's our destiny in God to have apostolic, not fake revival, not false revival, not trumped up revival, but genuine apostolic oneness, tongue talking, holy rolling, holiness, revival. I want you to know that God is more powerful than our culture. God is more powerful than doubt. I want the musicians to be ready. Be ready. Don't come yet, but be ready. Even before David, don't don't lose me now. Even before David could fight Goliath, he had to overcome the spirit of ordinary in his own camp. Listen to this preacher. Before David could ever fight Goliath, He had to get victory in his own camp. Hey, I want you, that's really what revival is. Revival is victory in the camp. I feel the sound of, I feel the rumbling of victory in the camp of Israel. I feel a David rising up saying, why are you afraid? Why aren't you worshiping? Hey, I know it looks bad. All I've got is a slingshot. All I've got is a few stones. Hey, who have you fought? I fought a lion and a bear and I watched the sheep. But I want you to know you're not ordinary. You're not just a shepherd. Michael, you're not just a young person. Brylan, you're not just a young person. You're a child of God. You are mighty in Christ. You're more than an overcomer. His brother said, his own family said, you're just a boy. His king said, you're nothing special. His father overlooked him, but he overcame the spirit of ordinary that tried to drag him. I feel it nipping at somebody's heels tonight. Somebody is struggling with ordinariness. You're saying, I'm just ordinary and average. I can't make a difference. You can make a difference. You are revival. You are the sound of revival. You have God's spirit operating inside of you. You may be seated. David walked into what should have been a courageous army. He walked into what should have been an anointed apostolic church service, if you will. But they had been paralyzed 
by their own ordinariness. David could easily have buckled under the pressure of ordinary, but he got sick and tired of listening to the voice of the enemy as it cried out mockery to the people of God. And David found himself so overcome with emotion that all he could do in spite of his fear, in spite of his age, in spite of his limitations, he said, is not a cause is there not a world in need church I wonder tonight if anybody really believes that the cause of Christ must march forward in 2012 and into the years beyond there is a cause the battle is the Lord's all of God's people were shocked think about it it's a sad day when the church is more shocked by the miracles in the Philistines. Ha ha ha. It's a sad day when the church finds itself expecting defeat. If you come expecting the ordinary, then ordinary is what you will find. But when you get the spirit of David, Victory is going to be shut up in your bones. Oh, yes. The apostle Peter had been thrown in jail. His execution was expected shortly. And the church had all gathered at Mary's house to pray for Peter. And while they were praying, an angel of the Lord delivered Peter from prison. And Hebrews 11.1 declares that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, you can have faith without hope, And hope is useless without faith. And these saints had hope, but they did not have faith. So when Peter came knocking at their door, they did not have faith that the miracle was coming. And when Rhoda said, hey, listen, Peter's at the door. Somebody misnamed the miracle and said, no, he's not at the door. He's in, I came to tell somebody tonight, your miracle's knocking at the door. Why don't you go ahead and call it what it is? Hey, Revival is here. I need the musicians to come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Don't go outside. Don't go outside. Just come in. Come in. Come in. Very fast. Oh, yes. Oh, hallelujah. You know, a mom's faith is a powerful thing. A mother's faith can move mountains. Some of you mamas here tonight. The devil's calling you a failure. Devil's telling you you're ordinary. I want you to know you're not ordinary. You're extraordinary. You have power that is access to you. Everybody had already named him Zacharias. We're done. We're done. That baby Zacharias. And daddy Zacharias had no voice because of his doubt and unbelief. For nine months he was silent. Nine months he couldn't take part in the revival. 
For nine months, he couldn't open up his mouth and rejoice because he had a son on the way. For nine months, he missed out on the victory cry. For nine months, he couldn't sing in the choir. For nine months, he missed out and sat on the sidelines. And because he had no voice, everybody began to misname the miracle. We're going to do what everybody does. We're going to call him after his daddy. It's going to be Zacharias, meaning the Lord remembered. But when Elizabeth caught wind, when that godly mama, when she began to hear what people were saying, I can just feel her emotion as she cried out, No! Don't name my baby that. Don't misname my miracle. Don't take God's favor off of my baby. I'm going to name it what God told me to name it. I'm going to call that baby what God told me to call it. And a mama got so stirred up that she began to resist. She began to push back against the ordinary and she got a boldness his name is going to be called John she had heard from God and she recognized greatness in her son's life listen for years I almost missed this but they tried to disregard her they tried to override a mother they tried to push back past a mama how many know you can't push past a mama when she gets full of faith they tried to override her opinion and they tried to put her down I can almost hear the mockery in their voices when they said Zacharias your wife's just being silly you're gonna do what everybody does aren't you come on come on you know don't listen to your wife she's just a silly praying woman she's just a holiness lady you don't have to listen to her Zacharias oh I'm in the Holy Ghost right now and Zacharias motion for the writing tablet bring it over here and everybody stood with bated breath men I want you to get ready to stand and lift up your voices and everybody was waiting to see if a godly husband would stand up and stand beside his wife and say as a family we are claiming the revival I wish a godly man would stand up and say, I stand with my wife. I stand with my family. And he began to write, his name shall be called revival. Lift up your hand right now. Come on, somebody. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Mom. Lift up your voice. Come on, Mom. Go ahead and name the miracle what it's supposed to be. Go ahead, Dad. Go ahead, sir. Stand with your wife and take her by the hand. Come on. We're claiming the miracle. Don't name that miracle yet. Don't misname what God's doing in this church. Don't snub your nose at what God is doing in this church. I know there's going to be people mock. There's going to be people make fun. There's going to be doubters and naysayers. But this church has made up its mind. We are calling it what it is. Come on, come on. Take your family by the hand and walk to this altar. Take your family by the hand and walk to this altar. 
Praise team's getting ready. Take your family by the hand and run to this altar. Come on. Claim it. Some of y'all have been praying for some things. I want you to get a hold of it. I want you to come to this altar. Lift up your hands. God's going to give a man his voice back. God's going to get a husband his shout back tonight. Someone's going to get their praise back. Come on. You've lost your voice. You lost your shout. You lost your faith. Don't put voice to your doubt. Give voice to your faith and see what God will do. Come on. Come on, somebody. I got the victory. You stay praying, but listen to this preacher. And then I'm going to set you loose. God's about to break some things wide open in families. Family things are about to be broken. Uh, generational curses are going to be broken tonight. I feel it so strong in the spirit. But I got to tell you, when Zacharias, listen to me. When you refuse to lend your voice in faith, people around you take it as a sign that you're in agreement with their unbelief. Because Zacharias had no voice. Everybody thought he was in agreement with their unbelief. I want you to know, but when he began to put a voice to his faith, he got his real voice back. I want you to know tonight, sir, when you put voice to your faith, you let the world know that you're in agreement. And powerful things began to happen when you give voice to your faith. I'm letting this praise team loose. I want you to pray with authority. I want you to sing with faith. I want you to sing with fervor and when they began to sing I want everybody man, woman, child, young, old, everybody I want us to lift up our voices in agreement and I want you to praise God for revival and praise God for the miraculous right now as they sing shout for the victory 